Welcome back, everyone, to the Off the Record podcast. This is Campbell Wilmot. On this episode of Off the Record, I'm speaking with Chris Knight. He's a Kentucky native and respected singer-songwriter whose songs have been covered by many country artists. Thank you for joining me today, Chris. Thanks for calling. All right, so just let's get started here, and you can tell me a little bit about yourself. Lived in Kentucky all my life in uh, rural western Kentucky and still live in the woods and uh, got in the music business back uh, in 94 as a staff writer in Nashville and I've been uh, in the uh, working in the coal industry reclamation field for about 10 years after I got out of college and then I got to you know, writing deal so I left my job and went to didn't didn't move to Nashville, but spent a lot of time down there and wrote songs as a staff writer for about three different publishers. And I've got a record deal back in 96, put out my first record in 98, and I've had eight or 10, I guess nine or 10 records out since then, writing songs and making a living at it since 94. So you said that you got started in the coal mining industry. Did you always know that you wanted to do something in music, or did that kind of just happen? Well, I wanted to, but I didn't really know how to go about it, you know. I mean, at one time, I lived six years, about 50 miles, 60 miles from Nashville, and I would hear about, you know, when I was in college, I went to uh, Western Kentucky University, and... uh, you know, I heard a lot about Nashville. I used to take a road trip to Nashville every now and then. You know, it was uh, something I always wanted to do, but just seemed to be, you know, why do I do this? You know, because I just played guitar for family and friends and, you know, uh, didn't have any songs of my own at that time. And I moved back to... Uh, the area where I grew up, you know, I kept playing guitar and just singing and trying to write songs and never could really put that together. In uh, 86, you know, I heard a lot of good music. There was Steve Earle, Dwight Yoakam was out, Randy Travis, uh, Patty Love was playing a lot of good country music. And I'd already, I'd always listened to a little bit of country music, but not a lot. You know, mostly Tom T. Hall. And I'd hear some on the radio that I liked, but mostly it was pop radio where they played rock and roll and all that. And I grew up listening. Starting to write songs in 86 when I heard, you know, Steve Earle and Dwight Yoakam, they got me really interested. And, you know, I wrote songs for about six years before I ever went to Nashville and got on a writer's night down there and, you know, met the guy that signed me to my writer's deal. And then by the time I signed the writer's deal, he moved on to Decca Records and then he got me signed to Decca Records. When the rain runs down your window And you can't hold back your tears When you're so afraid to be alone 
And that was Chris Knight's song called Cry Lonely off his Enough Rope album from 2006. And you were a big John Prine fan, right? He's appeared on a bunch of your records. So how was that working with him? It was great. You know, I had uh, opened a couple shows for him up in the Northeast back uh, sometime mid-2005, somewhere around there. And uh, so I've been around him and and, uh, you know, I just grew up listening to him. Uh, I grew up like 30 miles from where he, his family was from, you know, Muhlenberg County. We were in the studio making this uh, record. 
it was, uh, I guess in the meantime, it had little victories on it, and we recorded little victory, little victories, and uh, Ray Kennedy, who good friends, who was good friends with John, asked me if I wanted to get him to to sing on that song, and I said, yeah. So he sent it to John, and John liked it. So he come down to the studio, and uh, I was in the studio at the time, and he sang his part, and it was great. He was just a good guy. Later, I covered Mexican Home on this last record. I did it fall of 2019. Ray got John to see if John liked it enough to come down and sing a verse and chorus, and he came down and did it. And yeah, it was good. It's just good hanging out with him. He's a great guy.
sad on an August afternoon. I sit bourbon and cried roof in better light of the moon. It's a hurry, hurry, step right up. It's a matter of life or death. The sun's going down and the moon is just as tall as it's Other than John Prine, who else did you um, maybe grow up listening to that influenced you, and who are you listening to right now? Well, during my teens, I started hearing a lot of different kind of music other than what was on the radio, but I still liked everything on the radio, but I listened to John Prine and Jonathan Edwards and uh, a lot of singer-songwriters, Dan Fogelberg. You know, Leonard Skinner, I was 10 years old in 1970, so uh, about 72, 73, I started, you know, the Eagles and all that. I find that all these singer-songwriters had a bunch of records. My brother had a big record collection. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, like the first ones when I was little was like Johnny Cash, you know. So obviously COVID hit the music industry really hard. Were you able to still do any live shows in 2020 and did it affect your songwriting at all? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't write as much as I used to. Let's see, after March 15th, that's when everything shut down. I think I, I was rolling pretty good up till March 15th. I did my last show in uh, Austin, Texas on March 15th and then came home and didn't have another show till like July. Then I had one in August and had two in uh, Alabama in October. So it was like four shows and last couple of weeks ago, I was in Texas for five shows. So that's all I've done, but uh, I didn't take it too hard. I mean, I can always find plenty plenty to do around here but uh you know everything was the same except i just for me except i just wasn't uh on the road like i usually was usually doing 90 to 100 shows a year you know got some fishing and more fishing and hunting done and than usual and uh kind of laid back but you know i was always ready to get back on the road and we'd have some shows 
schedule that somebody would cancel two weeks out or whatever. So finally knew my manager basically just shot for this year. You know, we're going to fill up the schedule. Oh, just explain to me, what does your songwriting process look like? I know you said you don't write as much anymore, but what usually came first, the writing the lyrics or the music? Well, sometimes you just sit down with a guitar and just start playing something and then throw in a few words. And, you know, if you think it's something you want to spend your time with, you just keep working on it. And you know if you really got something. I mean, sometimes it takes two years, sometimes it takes two hours, you know, to finish a song. And then other times you, you might be riding down the road and get an idea, just holler out a line or two. And then you, if it's good, you remember, you know, you're gonna remember that line. Sometimes you'll think something's good and then next morning, you're like, yeah, I ain't, I'm not fooling with that for me and just playing a melody and then throwing in some words. And you know, it may be completely different by the time the song gets done. Sometimes the idea is what uh, sticks around. Definitely. So many of your songs seem to be story songs, like My Favorite's Down the River, but a lot of them are also personal observations like Go On Home and Little Victories. Would you consider songwriting to be somewhat therapeutic or maybe a way to cope with what's happening around you? It was therapeutic because whenever, whenever you're like, start to become a professional songwriter, you know, staff writing, making a living as a songwriter, you always got that anxiety crawling up your back. So if you can write a good song, every two weeks or something, man, you're really feeling good, man. All that anxiety goes away, but then after a day or two, it all comes back. But yeah, a lot of times, you know, you, you have ideas that's more personal and uh, to you than others. And so, yeah, you say it'd be therapeutic. And you released your most recent album, Almost Daylight, in 2019. But before that, it had been seven years since your album before that. Um, did you intentionally take such a long break? Well, I, I was just going to do it when I had the songs. The songwriting is like, okay, well, you're a songwriter, but I mean, I can be a songwriter. I can write five songs a day, but they're not going to be worth fooling with. You know, they're not going to be, they're not going to be anything. They're not going to be anything anybody wants to listen to. It's like if I can't beat Down the River and Old Man and Hard Candy and stuff like that, I mean, it's almost like, what's the point? You know, it's just like I used to love, I, I mean, I still love all those singer-songwriters, but at a certain point, they're not writing what they were writing before that interested me. I just, sometimes I think they're just writing because if I'm going to write something, I want it to be something that I'm going to play and be proud of and stand behind. You know, because a lot of songs I put out, I put them out because I was like, maybe other people initially didn't get them. But I was like, this is a good song for me. This is something I'm going to record and I'm going to put it out, and it's going to work well for me and the people that listen to me. 
Definitely. You know, that's, you know Becky's Bible was one of them. I don't think anybody in Nashville was real impressed with it, but I mean, that's been one of the biggest songs I got to play live on stage, you know? Definitely. And you don't want to rush the process. Right. So, do you have any um, new projects in the works? Do you have any shows scheduled for 2021? Well, I've got a couple shows in Nashville uh, tomorrow night and uh, at the City Winery. And then uh, tomorrow night leading February 13th. And then uh, after that, I think it's early April before I go back out. And I've got a full schedule in April, you know. Hopefully everything hangs in there and everything's filling up from early April on, you know. Perfect. And then I have to ask, so uh, one of my favorite songs is Nothing On Me. Do you really have a three-legged dog named Jake? No, I had a dog that carried his back leg. And I have... Let's see. No, I don't guess I've ever really had a three-legged dog, but this was a Jack Russell Terrier, and uh, he might as well have just had three because he carried his back leg all the time. Yeah, you know, it just, he was a real tenacious little dog, you know. And we had we always had coon hounds when I was growing up, and just old dogs that just seem to survive no matter what, you know. Caught a 22 bullet in my thigh one night Trying to break up a barroom fight Went home, dug it out with my old case knife I broke down in a blizzard on the Great Divide Walked 20 miles till a car arrived The trooper said, boy, it's a wonder you're still alive I broke hard I've been bruised and bugged I've been hitting the ground And turning around And getting back up Now the land I'm off down It can't be key And it pours on the windows Up and down the streets And they're saying that it's gonna get Darker before the dawn But you can bet your ass I'll keep the lights on Keep my baby's fed and throw my dog Jake got the warm back down scars on his face. He tussled with the bear, came in second place. He comes back home every now and then with some brand new scars and a half grin. You know I'm proud. Call old Jake my friend. Cause he's known hard love. Even
At the end of each podcast, I do this thing called Final Speed Round. So I'm going to name two artists or two things, and just off the top of your head, name whichever one you prefer. So George Jones or George Strait? George Jones. Willie or Waylon? Waylon. The Beatles or the Stones? You know, I like everybody that you name, so this isn't really fair. (laughs) Okay, true. (laughs) You know, I hate picking, you know, I hate favoring people over somebody else, so. True, they're all good, just if you had to pick one. Okay. Um, The Beatles or the Stones? Stones. All right, and then last thing, um, if you had to pick, would you pick Kentucky or Texas? Kentucky. All right. I love Texas, but see, there you go. Now Texas people are going to be listening to this, and they're going to get, you know, I, I, I think that. I think they'll forgive you. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate talking to you, and it was great hearing from you today. Yeah, it was good talking to you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and have a great rest of your day. Okay, you too. And thank you all for tuning in and listening today to the third episode of Off the Record, where I spoke with Chris Knight. Be sure to tune in next week and every week as I speak with a new musician.